Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Witch Bingo Podcast, episode six. We're getting into a series of them now, so, but of course, I'm Roger Knowles, but I'm not on my own. I'm joined by Anita Heavenen. Hello. And joined by Wayne Howe. G'day. And we've also got a special guest on the show, the managing director of MrQ.com, Salvas Velas. Hello, sir. How are we doing? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Are you ready for a grilling of questions today? Um, I think so. I hope so. We're very friendly. <laughs> we, are, we are. We're very chilled. I'm very much relaxed. Um, so I want to, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass the microphone in a way over to Wayne and he's going to begin questioning you. <laughs> I hope you're prepared. Um, Wayne, take it's it away. not is it? <laughs> no, no, don't worry. We won't, we'll hold it, hold it against you, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, so I've got some questions lined up. Basically, I just want to know the story of Mr. Q. So... Where do we start? Start start by telling us and the listeners a little bit about yourself, your background, up to the point at which you decided, you know what, we're going to launch uh, our own bingo product. All right. Um, I guess my background is from a, a digital marketing background, fairly traditional background. I've worked in media agencies, including Mediacom, and kind of learned my, my craft there. And then um, I kind of stumbled into affiliate marketing from that just to kind of flex a few muscles and figure it all out from an SEO perspective. And I stumbled into uh, the gambling space. And then from the, from the affiliate space, you kind of affiliates generally make a transition to white labels because you're a publisher and you take on advertisers. But if you're an affiliate and a white label, you're a publisher and an advertiser. So it felt fairly kind of natural. And so we did that. Um, and then we decided, you know what, let's not just be the publisher and the advertiser. Let's be the publisher and the advertiser, but let's own the IP of the advertiser. Because when you have that, you can kind of tweak things as you see fit and you don't rely on someone else. So that's kind of the journey in a small nutshell. So what, well, I think you just answered my next question was what made you decide to to, to sort of do that, launch it on software. I mean, it's a big undertaking. It's huge. Um, it's very, very, very big. I mean, when we when we decided to do it, I, I kind of spoke to a few people and they were like, listen, you, you really need to know what you're getting into. Um, and I kind of ignored it. So being naive is good, um, but knowing that there's stuff that's going to come up that you, you need to learn as you go along. Um, but yeah, we did it. And we did it because... As a white label operator, you work with all these different partners. And for the most part, a lot of them are built on old systems, old technologies. And even the guys who are a little bit more modern, they're still patching it in places. You know, they've either bought it or they've outsourced it. It was done when Flash was kind of trending. And so we said, let's build it and let's not outsource it. Let's use modern technology. And then hopefully that gives us the advantage of speed because we're small, we're lean, we're agile. And for the most part, that's that's kind of worked exactly as it should have. Yeah, we were so excited when we found out that a new platform was actually going to be launched because, I mean, you'll know yourself, like back in like 2013, 2014, you know, the, the bingo industry was like 
escalating at a rate of knots and you know when a new site was launched you could think oh you know what's it going to look like how's it going to play and then all of a sudden it was the same thing time after time after time and so when a new one was coming it was oh wow this is going to be great but then obviously you obviously hit there was issues it was more complicated than you thought like like you said a little bit of naivety there but so, so how long did it take you all together to from start to finish? I mean, I, I, we went about it the wrong way as well. So we designed and then we thought we'll design it what we want it to look like. And then we'll start developing the design and creating it into real form. That that was wrong. But in total, probably about four years. Uh, and that includes a year of being operational since last August. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's so many potholes along the way, especially because the, the biggest challenge is if you decide not to outsource it, if you decide to build it with a certain level of integrity from a software development point of view, um, there's, it's going to take longer, but it should pay dividends in the long run, longer run than now. Um, but you're also bootstrapping it. So you're funding everything yourself. You don't, you know, you have these other areas of the business, like the affiliate side of our business, the white label side of our business, which funds this project. Um, and because you're doing that, you can't, certain decisions you can't make. You can't hire 20 developers um, who are like premium lead developers and no Java like the back of their hand. You have to hire a couple who, are resourceful um, and that you have a really good relationship with. So three years, but it could have been done differently, obviously. Wow. What, um, yeah, sorry. So what were the um, biggest challenges you faced along the way? And was there ever a point which you thought, oh, maybe we can't do this or maybe we should cut our losses? <laughs> I, I, I kind of, I always say it as if I knew then what I know now, I don't think I would have done it. Um, it's <laughs> too big. It's, it's too big. It's too big. You have like, at first when you think about it, you think it's just a random number generator. It's a ticket generator. And then you're pulling in third party slots. That's not that hard. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the, in initially we wanted to build a slot engine as well. So I have an RG that we, you know, create games and animations and themes for, and also build an affiliate platform. So the entire ecosystem. But then we were thought about it, we're like, well, you learn the hard way, and then you realize actually certain things I just need to give up to a third party. Income access can do the affiliate side. Mm-hmm. A third party can do the slot side. Because to build an RGS, the mass around that is pretty intense. And you already have the problem of bootstrapping this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So those lessons are kind of, they, they came in pretty quick and then you have to kind of undo your strategy. Um, and then as you get down the road, a software developer comes to you and says, well, have you thought about this, about how the tickets are generated or how the balls are generated and the time between ball calls and the wallet and how the wallet talks to the tickets and how the wallet talks to the third party suppliers. And have you got the contracts for the third party suppliers? And have you got your gambling license? And have you got your acquiring bank? And have you and then it just goes on and on and on and on. Your list is going really on. You should stop talking now because we are never ever going to see a new bingo platform ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to be like, have you seen that interview? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good journey. It's, it's, it's a really good journey, but it's, 
you know, you need to be prepared. You re- and I don't think we were as prepared. But it's it's a fun journey, and it's it's better when you're live because you get to tweak the thing that you built. Mm. So it's it's rewarding, but it's it's hard graft. Have you got any more slots penciled in to come online soon? You know, any breaking news there for us? Well, we've, um, again, this is a new learning that we've kind of undertaken. Part of the journey is that we thought that, you know, you could go direct with all these slot providers, but that takes a lot of dev work. So we've decided to go down an aggregator route where you go in with one provider who gives you access to the market, like a distribution channel. Mm -hmm. So we're going live with them hopefully before next week's EGRs. So that will be that will give us a lot of content from NetEnt, Quickspin, Playson, uh, Pariplay, uh, IWG. So we're going to go from two providers that we currently have, which is a Thunderkick and an Icon, to like the majority of the market. Right. Hopefully that will help with retention as well. Yeah, good. We'd almost touch on it just then, and ask, I was going to ask, do you think we'll ever see anyone else attempt to build their own software? Yeah. It sounds I like think, I don't think they'll do bootstrapped. Uh, I think if they do it, they'll do. Well, actually, no, I don't think we will. It's too bloody hard. <laughs> <laughs> that is disappointing. Yeah, I mean, we, we touched on on this in another pod, but do you ever remember Wonder Bingo when they launched? Do you remember no. a few years vaguely, ago? Vaguely, vaguely, vaguely rings a bell. I think they came from a Facebook background. They'd had a Facebook app of Bingo, and then they brought it in, and they, they built, like yourself, they built it themselves from scratch, and it, it looked amazing. It had all these bells and whistles. They like had themes where a Halloween, there was all bats flying across the screen and stuff like yeah. that. And then it, was a, it felt like a matter of months before they just ran out of money. And, and they were gone, never to be seen again. You can get carried away. You can get carried away. The feature creeping is a real problem with that sort of thing. But you've got Idrisil. I think they had they had a bingo product, but I think that was, I think it shelved. Um, and that was a B2B product. So you're not quite B2C. And then you've also got uh, Pragmatic who have a B2B bingo product, mm-hmm. and they plug that in via Nectan. But... They're B2Bs and they kind of, because they haven't had that experience on the ground as a B2C, the product's kind of lacking something. Mm. It, it just, there's something missing. When we look at it, we just feel like it's a bit stale. Yeah, they do need a bit of personality, mm. you know, mm. because, I mean, it is quite, there's not much you can do with the bingo game itself, but you've got to try and inject something. I mean, Playtech do it very well. You know, they've got all these different kinds of games. It's still a 90-ball game or an 80-ball game or whatever, but each one seems to have a personality. You know, it's not easy. The maths of a bingo game uh, don't get talked about and are massively underestimated. It is a very, very complex beast. And the, the creativity that you can inject to the maths of it whether it's 90 or 75 ball, is incredible. Um, even something as trivial as this game is a paid-for game, this game is a free game, this game is... A, and, and having that mechanic. Um, so that that is quite deep. And the people who do it best are probably Playtech because the mechanics that they have and how creative they've got with their bingo and the, the random number generator side of things is it's quite creative. But we don't see enough of that at the moment because it's so kind of... 
artificially crowded is what I yes. call it. Mm. Have there been a, how have the regulatory changes of the last year or two affected your plans and have you sort of over, overcome these obstacles that keep coming from the Gambling Commission? I think um, it's pretty intense and it, it kind of has to factor into your decision to build something like that. Um, bearing in mind, we decided to build this before you know, the landscape started getting as bumpy and as rocky as it is now. Um, it just makes it that much harder. Without, without a point of consumption tax at 21%, I think it would have been a much easier ride for us. Um, at 15, it's manageable. At zero, you start to see as an operator coming from a white label side of things, you start to see how these guys have got as big as they've gotten. Um, because that 15%, it's a huge number. To go from 15 to 21, mm. it's even bigger. Um, and that, from a monetary point of view, is big. But then you have the RG side of things, the source of funds, the AML checks. Um, and these bigger guys, we feel like they're tripping over themselves a little bit um, just to kind of undo all of this legacy stuff that sits in the background. Whereas for us, it's quite easy to maneuver around it. So if credit cards were turned off tomorrow and the GC, based on their consultation, said, listen, no more credit cards, we've already prepared, we're already prepared for it, we can just turn it off in the click of a button. And we have that advantage, and that's why we feel our platform is kind of, it's fairly modern and we have that as our, our USP, as it were. Sounds more um, adaptable. It's very agile. It's very agile because we haven't outsourced anything because we're not tripping over any old code that we bought or inherited or wasn't built in 2008. We can maneuver around it a lot easier. Is there no wagering working for you? It's good. And I think everyone will get there eventually. But there, you, there's abuse in having no wagering. People come in. They use a code, they deposit, they get their free spins, they take the deposit out. So it introduces different problems that you have to be prepared for. A lot of bonus abuse, but nothing's really changed there. It's just the way that the abuse happens has changed. Oh, wow. You wouldn't have thought it would be worth it with the small amounts that are being bandied about today. Yeah, unfortunately, if, if, if someone deposits 10 and gets 10 spins and wins five quid they're pretty happy about that because they get the five they get the 10 out and there's no commitment to come back or do anything but wow. it's just part and parcel of running a no wagering site so um i need to play mr q i haven't I've, I've been online and played some of the slot games i must admit i didn't delve into the bingo can you tell us for those who haven't played mr mr q what you've actually got on the site at the moment and then what's next what can we look forward to aside from all these exciting slot manufacturers you said are going to get plugged in soon. So there's, uh, I believe currently there's five different bingo rooms. We've got a couple of different mechanics. Um, you've got your 75 ball, you've got your 90 ball. Um, and then we have another mechanic, which is a rollover mechanic, which I really like this one, um, where you buy a ticket and it's 75 ball bingo. It's a coverall pattern and you have to get it in a certain number of calls. Now, if you don't, then the pot rolls over and rolls over and rolls over until someone wins it. So it's kind of like a rollover bingo mechanic. So that, that, that's what we currently have. We're working on um, 
a number of different mechanics. Um, I'm not going to give away too much at the moment because I don't want to kind of disappoint if it doesn't go live. Um, but lots of different mechanics that will enhance the bingo experience. And we're also going to turn our chat back on because it's been off for a while. Um, just while we figure out, you know, some things out in terms of marketing, because liquidity is a problem with, with bingo at this level. You need to get a, a good volume of people into the rooms before you can get to the social aspect of it. Yeah, oh, it literally... my... Sorry, Wayne, that just leads me to my next question. I mean, a lot, I think most of your rooms at the moment are based, the prizes are based on stakes. Have you considered seeding any of the rooms, like to tempt people in to get them used to the game and then hopefully yep. they'll keep coming back? But while yep. it's only, you know, not too big prize money, people don't tend to be that interested and it could be retention could be a problem in that way. Totally. You've hit the nail on the head. Um, it's a little bit of chicken and egg, though, um, mm. because early on when when we launched it we knew that liquidity and getting players there and keeping them there was an issue so we came up with a kind of welcome um a bonus but it just got so heavily abused it was good to see because you had all these kind of people coming and they're referring people but they were just there for one thing and it was like a seeded room every 10 minutes with five pounds seeded so everyone was kind of getting a decent share of it and it got out of control and we had to kind of pull back from that so and now we've gone a little bit in the opposite direction and so we need to go and find that middle ground between how much to seed how many players are there and you know fine-tune that a bit yeah it's definitely the biggest challenge in in running a successful bingo site in that you've got to manage the liquidity properly. So and have, the you, makes. have you thought about putting any of your other white labels onto the software? Have you got a name for the software? Is it Mr. Q software? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have a name for it. So it's really weird because this keeps coming up. Um, I've got a few ideas, but I'm not too, I'm not too bothered about that just yet. Uh, if you've got any suggestions, I'm all ears. <laughs> But you've got to be able to find the domain of that mm -hmm. that name. That's the biggest challenge. Um, migrating the stuff over, no. It, I think it'd be more headache than it's worth. No, fair enough. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be tricky. I wanted to uh, quickly touch on something you mentioned about the chat rooms being closed. Um, so is that the case at the moment? There's the chat. You can just play the bingo, but there's no chat. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, Roger and I are admins on a Facebook group. Um, for aspiring chat hosts, should we say, and uh, hope some of the members might be listening to this or watching. Hello. Um, <laughs> but it's fair to say they are absolutely intense at trying to find it. Where's the chat host job? Where's the chat host job? And as soon as they get a sniff that there's one available, they will pile, <laughs> they will pile that email address. Uh, I think they've already done that to mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've had a lot of them. We've had a lot of them. And, we did trial it early on. Um, we, we did some stuff early on. So we turned on the chat. We had seeded rooms and we had chat hosts. And we also monitored it internally, you know, profanities and stuff like that. Although there's, there's filters to, to, to manage that side of things. Um, it was really nice to see. But you always knew that there was this agenda of they just want the seed. They just want to win the seed. And then once that seed turned off, they're gone. Mm. Um, the other 
issue around chats is that most people are on mobile and figuring out what that UI UX looks like on mobile with chat bingo slots, the kind of the, the, the three big things that you need to have mm-hmm. is a big, big challenge. Someone who does it well is GameSys. GameSys UI UX is like, you know, it's, it's the best out there in my opinion. Um, and so we haven't quite wrapped our heads around how we do that yet because we sacrificed on mobile, we sacrificed the slot view. So whilst on desktop, you've got the three. On mobile, you've got the two. You've got the chat and the bingo. But it doesn't seem that people chat much on mobile. Mm-hmm. I don't have too much insight into this, but it doesn't seem like you can do both at the same time to a good level of kind of competence where they're both nice, they're both nicely managed. Wow. So you've got to wrap your head around that side first. Yeah, the mobile is a whole different ball game when it comes to chats, you know, these days. I'm surprised so many people still think that, you know, chat host, that so many are required, you know, and still see it as the holy grail, really, of home working, you know. And it's, I think it's, the, chat host, the, the chat host is, is great, but I think it just represents something that, that's bigger, which is the social element of it. And that's, again, where games have just dominate. Yeah. Um, you know, Playtech have great mechanics and, you know, it's it's creative in that sense. But games have created a community uh, and they've just led the social side of it. So it goes beyond and it's much bigger than just chat hosts. It's like a social place where I want to go and socialize as well as have this entertainment element of it. Yeah, I agree. Right. Well, you've eaten me out of questions. <laughs> did, you have, did, did you have anything uh, left that you wanted to grill Savas about while we still got him? No, I mean, I, like I said, I was interested about possibly moving the white labels, you know, for a little bit more liquidity. You know, mm-hmm. if you've got a little network, you know, I thought there might have been, and you've got some players there that might have come over with you. That that was quite interesting to me, but obviously, it's not um, feasible at the moment. You know, maybe a little bit a long way down the line, maybe. Well, the I whole... think the, other, the, the sorry to interrupt, the, but the other the alternative to that is asking why aren't you just licensing it out? Why aren't you just giving it to mm. you know all these potential B two B partners, or even doing more B two C brands? But it's really difficult to talk about this industry um, without talking about how much noise there is from how many white labels there are. And when you strip it all back, you've got like a handful of software providers. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and which I kind of endorse and I don't fully agree with. And I'm also part of the problem, but then to start feeding into that problem more and more and more. Uh, I just, I would like to just create a brand that feels unique first mm-hmm. and see how that goes before saying, do you know what? We're open for, for B2B business. That makes sense. I, I, I actually just had the question pop into my head that I, <laughs> I did write down. What's with the name, Mr. Q? <laughs> it's, it's, it's very unusual. It, it, you know, it hasn't got the word bingo in, in the name for starters. Where did that come from? What was, the, what was the, the concept behind Mr. Q? Oh, God, I should really have like a better answer <laughs> <laughs> than the one I'm going to give you. Go on, oh, no. Three-letter domains are just cool. They're easily memorable, and that's very it. True. Very true. The three-letter domains are very rare as well to try and get hold of them. So you're, you're yeah, very well yeah. 
I don't know anyone like who's my Mr. Q. It's not my mom or my dad or anything. No. <laughs> a three-letter domain is really nice. Very smart, actually. It's very, very <laughs> Wow. I buy a three-letter domain that's available and then just go through the list and try to figure out which one. No, good right. move. Very good move. Just going there now. MrA.com, MrB.com, MrC.com. <laughs> We've got a new business set up. Uh, well, I want Mr. T. Mr. T would be really nice. No, that would. <laughs> I pity the fool who tries to buy that domain. <laughs> and on that well bombshell, uh, ladies well and gentlemen, done. thank you uh, so much for watching and listening to us. Savas, thank you so much for joining us. It's been uh, really interesting, actually, to you to take us through all that and... It makes it sound extremely daunting, um, but I tip my hat to you, sir. You've done a, a very good job, and I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming up in the near future with you. Thanks very much. Uh, Wayne, Anita, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, everybody who's watching and listening, because we are now available on all pad- podcast services, we're available on iTunes now, which we finally got through to iTunes, and they were like... Mm. Yeah, okay, we'll confirm it. Um, but thank you so much. Uh, check us out over on YouTube and on our Facebook page. And don't forget to head over to witchbingo.com to check out all the latest promos and deals and everything like that. And we will... .co.uk. .co.uk, sorry. Witchbingo.co.uk. <laughs> I don't know if we'll spiel them. Uh, and we will speak to you, and hopefully you'll see us next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.